We're back, better than ever, doing this thing out here, absolutely cooking, just like our chicken fried name, it's chicken fried football, summer edition. Ooh, it's hot, like hotter than Hades out here. We got up to like, what, 114 with the heat index today? It was 103 real temp. 114 heat index. Way too hot. Here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Way, way too hot. I mean, it was, you know, good chicken frying weather, I guess. But I uh, walked uh, out to go to a meeting and, uh, well, I walked out to go to lunch at work today. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to lunch. And then I had a meeting right after that. I literally had been out of the office for four steps and I was already sweating. And I was like, why? Why am I doing this? Yuck. This is horrible. Yeah, why couldn't you do like so, Zoom or something? That's, that just I don't sounds know. terrible. I was an idiot. Oh, well, whatever. I was, I was Did you stupid. Make there. the sale or whatever you were trying to do. Um,. Kinda, but I mean, we we pitched some money, and he was like, "I'll get back to you this week." So he's only got one more day to do that, so we'll figure it out. But okay, man, um, Gold Cup, yeah, has it's started and uh, full display right now. It's Don't been, we have some matches going on fun. right now? Actually. Somebody's plan. I think as we record this on Thursday night, we have oh uh, Qatar and Honduras just oh, played. Geez. Mexico starts in fifteen minutes, <laughs> and Mexico starts here in a few minutes. So, um, we will uh, see what goes down. But match day one, United States draws to Jamaica and I don't think anybody is shocked by that. Not at all. Not at all. This is Jamaica's like A team that they're putting out on the field and it's our like C team. I'm 100% happy with that result. That was... I think... I feel like this is Jamaica's best team in maybe ever. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, that Damari Gray kid is just really good he's good man he's really good, good and it's unfortunate he plays at everton but he's real good um and then i mean leon bailey's great and, oh yeah leon bailey's been great um, for yeah for a while a while yeah, now for, he's been doing for it for Labor a minute Cousin and then what he's at villa now too so yeah that guy's great yeah and i mean yeah they just have they just have, they finally have guys that are going to get it done, you know, in terms of quality across multiple positions. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that they easily have a chance to be like a semifinal or final run this year, for sure. And, I mean, the other team that has looked good is Mexico. And Mexico brought 
their A team outside of like Chuki. Yeah. Which Yeah, exactly. They need to give Chuki some time off. My man one of the Scudetto doesn't need to be getting called into Mexico camp. Yeah, exactly. After really a long season. I mean, Serie A didn't finish till June. Yeah, and they what? They got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League too. So yeah, but that was done and dusted by kind of late in the season, which is fine, you know. But it's just one of those where it's like that gum. Like he played until the fourth or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. and so I'm okay with him kind of them not bringing him. And I think Mexico fans are like, hey, give him a break here. Um, but yeah, Mexico's got their A team. So they should they should be looking great. They should be, yeah. Yeah. And and the US I mean what second game for US was against uh Saint Kitts and Nevis last night and um I mean honestly I thought we were gonna put up ten by the time we had three in oh. fifteen minutes. I was like, Gee. Yeah, after we literally scored three in two hundred and thirty seconds or something like that. Whew. There, um, that was quick, quick succession. With it was like the twelfth, the fourteenth, and the sixteenth minute, they had goals. Um, so it was a route pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, there, Saint Kitts and Nevis is just absolute. They're gonna get outclassed. Garbage. The whole, yeah, I'm, they are. What white, is, their goal difference is now minus nine, and they play. A they have Jamaica to play, so I can minus nine. I'm pretty sure they lost three nil to Trinidad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then we put up we put up six. Yeah, nine. bro, they're at negative God. nine already. Like, bro, they could go down. They could they could easily go. What What did I say last 12. night? I said this might be the worst performance of anyone. It's definitely going to be the worst performance. No one else is going to be this bad. No one else. Jeez, I didn't realize. I forgot they had given up three to yeah. Trinidad. My god! I mean, literally, Jamaica's <laughs> left. It could be. And Jamaica beat Trinidad four to one. It, honestly, they could be like negative 15. It, easily. Oh, that is, that's not even out of, like, the realm of question right now. No, not at all. You said, I think, like, what, you said can, negative 12 to negative 15, and I was like, yeah. Negative 12 to 14. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's. I easily think it could be negative 12 yeah, to 14. Yeah, hands down. I, I think we could, we could see negative 15. We'll see. But, wow. Just. I mean, Jamaica whew. put up, what, four on. Four to one. Dead? Yes. So, yeah, bro, I, it ain't looking good for old St. Kitts and, and Nevis, but shout out to Jesus Ferreira, um, fastest player ever to, I think it was 20 goal involvements. Is it? Holy cow. Maybe. It might be, might be less than that, but Twelman had, had tweeted something earlier, and I was like, what in the world? 
I mean, he was fastest to something. He's only played like twenty games. Yes, yeah, twenty games. He now has what eleven goals. I don't know how many assists um, he has though. Yeah, we'll we'll have to look. But oh, twenty caps for double digit goals. Okay. Not, okay. Sorry, not twenty goal con- contributions. Double digit goals. So he's fastest in men's history in U.S. men's history. That's insane and, to think about, actually. Let's be real, though. This man is actually the the real pirate of the Caribbean. He's got four <laughs> goals against Granada. He's got a bunch of goals against... He's got a couple against Trinidad. And then, what, three last night? He's got two against Trinidad. Picked up three last night against St. Kitts. Where's the black pearl? He's setting sail. Yeah. I mean, literally, this guy. Hey, I think I was saying it last night. He could easily set the record for goals by just playing in the Gold Cup. Like, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, how many Gold Cups does he have left? We have him like every two years. He's probably got at Here's least five to ten left. I rail on Ferreira a lot because... Not 10, sorry. Like, five. <laughs> he's 22. Yeah, he's got at least five left. So, I rail on him a lot. And we always are talking noise about Ferreira. But here's the thing. I think we talk noise on him because I think that he wants to be a nine... But he's actually probably a better 10. Oh, 100%, yeah. A 10 or like an 11, like that second striker. Hold back a little bit, right? But the thing is, I feel like he's actually pretty creative. I feel like he's he's goes and gets the ball deep. Yeah. And then he goes and like, you know, so... So... And he's only Drop him back a slot? And we give him a lot of grief. We give him a lot of grief for being 22. And the thing is, he probably will never be our number one whatever. But, like, we got to give him some sort of credit for scoring that many goals that quickly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I'm not like, hey, let's say Ferreira's our answer. Maybe he could be a solid backup ten for us. Yeah, that's a that's and, a definite and, possibility. And, like, I mean, play behind Reyna because I think Reyna in the next year is going to submit himself as the ten. I hope you're right. Yeah, I just think that he's. His trajectory is better at the 10 than it is out wide. Um, now, granted, if Tim Weah, with his move to um, Juve to play wing back, if we move him to wing back or whatever, that could open up that wing spot. And 
say what you need to say about Tim Wea. I think Tim Wea is great when he plays for the national team. Might not be great at the club level, but I think he's really great at the national team level. Because I think, like we said last week, he just feels comfortable there. Yeah, he does. You know, so it's it's going to be, can Weston race his game enough? Like, do we have injuries in the midfield? Do we, you know, where these guys can't overtake other guys for spots there? Because... Greg seems very sold on Musa McKinney Adams. Yeah, which I and think I am. While that's a good midfield, mm-hmm. it's a good midfield. I also think like Geo's Geo might just be our best creative player, and therefore need to play in the midfield, in the ten. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody's... gonna come a point where Geo, where Geo is the best player in terms of skill on the field, and that might already be, but we've got to play him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's he played in the um, what Nations League, played very well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I hope Greg goes back and you know and looks at looks at that and goes forward with it with how he will. I mean, it's yeah because he is and he needs time at Dortmund. I I really hope um, he actually gets playing time this year uh, instead of coming off the bench in like the sixty fifth minute or seventieth minute and you know. Getting a goal as a super sub, because right. I mean, it'd be nice if he could get some more more minutes there and and really make an impact. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, you're with his, like you said with his he's, game. He's a great player. He's he probably will be our most creative within the next little bit here for sure. So, I, I mean, obviously decisions there um, to, to come, but, um, yeah, Gold Cup is, is going down. Going down. It's, Ferreira. I mean, it's kind of fun. Kind of fun to watch, you know, just especially to see guys like Brandon Vasquez and um, Jalen Neal got the start last night. That was pretty cool. Yeah, some of those younger guys who really they want to prove that they should be there and they want to prove that they have value on the team and and can play and you know I'm all for it. Let's make this pool deep and really send it going into uh, 26. Well, into next year too. We get that Copa America. Yes. Also next mm-hmm. year, but I don't know if we're even at that level right now of where some of those teams are, and so I want to have a really good showing at the Home World Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
I think that um, yeah. that means more to me at this point than the Copa America. Like, yes, I want to do well at, at the Copa America, but like, bro, if we fall short at at our own World Cup, yeah, the at the World Cup in our own country, it's going to set our game back 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's true. All those, and all those so kids get a, you know. I would take a quarterfinal at the Copa America if we're going to, if it could guarantee us being in longer in the World Cup. Yeah, quarterfinal. I was going to say, I mean. Like, yeah, quarterfinal. Or, if we got to a semi, I mean, a semi it would, would be, be insane. A, that'd be a dream in a home World Cup. A yeah. dream. Oh. But, I mean, a quarterfinal would do wonders for our game, man. Yeah, inspire that next generation. It's. I mean, there's so many, many girls on the women's side of things that were inspired by 99 home world cup exactly one of the most iconic moments in american soccer history especially on the women's side yeah there's so many that literally were there because that are at national team camps because of what happened in 99 because of mia ham because of brandy justine because of Christine Lilly, Brianna Scurry, like uh-huh. you know, there Wait, there is those is people. Beckon, whatever her name is, was she playing then? No, never mind. Who? <clears throat> What's her name? Beckon something. Oh, Becky Sauerbrunn. Oh yeah, it's Becky. Wow, yeah, that's it. Yeah, she didn't make the didn't make the roster. Due to a foot injury. Terrible. Sucks. She, but she's like 38. Yeah. She's, she's old. A, she's an old one. I think she had played in three World Cups. Um, so, you know. Tough. But, yeah, I think a home World Cup, like obviously a home Copa America does a lot but if failure at the world cup would be disastrous absolutely for yeah. Our game. yeah it's yeah really really bad we do we also want to talk about canada having no money now bro what no i feel like I we should touch on day. that like what happened How do you how are you hosting a home World Cup? And I know it's only like three or four cities, and you have no money, and you probably can't play September friendlies. Yeah, like what what is happening? I'm just so confused. And you're gonna have to file for bankruptcy. It it just. It makes no sense. I right. You, I mean, you literally got a home World Cup, and you can't. 
You can't pay. You can't play September friendly. Yeah. Yeah, it's. And like I know there was something on the women's side, and I won't say I'm the most versed person on the women's side. Um, I do keep up, but sometimes there's just so much going on, going on and around that it's just tough um, to do that. But I know there was like something where they were like threatening not to play, like if they didn't get paid, or like there was like something like that, and I'm like. Canada is not a third world country. Okay. Like that's a real that's a real life country. Like what? Like what are we doing? All right, I've got an article pulled up because now I'm just like really interested. It says that the men and women's teams have embro- been embroiled in a labor dispute for over a year. Wow. Is it equal pay? Is it like what One is it? One second here. Yeah, we're liter- They're contemplating filing bank for bankruptcy protection. This is nuts. It doesn't. Okay. Wow. Um. Yeah, it doesn't really say a whole lot. It's a bunch of, you know, mumbo-jumbo jargon. Jargon. But it's like, that's so crazy to me. Like, you're literally going to host a home World Cup and you... You don't have money? Yeah. Like, what? I don't... It looks like... um, Members of Canada's soccer's executive group have been called upon to f- testify for the, before the House of Commons Standing Heritage Committee, and I have no idea what that is. I imagine it's some type of Canadian government or something. <clears throat> um, yeah. Where parliamentarians grilled members of the organization over its controversial broadcast agreement with Canadian soccer business. Um. Wow. I, yeah, I don't know. There's there's not a whole lot about it here. This is just crazy. Canada, come on, guys, get your get your act together. Um, we need you. Get your act together. You're literally hosting the biggest yeah, tournament on. We Earth. we need you. We. Oh, dear. Like, if you're not going to get your act together, Oklahoma is getting getting this tournament. Yeah, we'll go ahead and host it at uh, Memorial Norman, whatever stadium down there in Norman. We'll Gaylord Memorial yeah, Stadium down in Norman. Well, you know, with 90,000 fans or however many it holds now. <laughs> 90,000 <laughs> fans at 300 degrees in the middle Ooh, of the It's going to be toasty. <laughs> That's... Get ready. We'll play that game at like 10 p.m., all right? <laughs> and it will still be heat index of 99. Ooh, yeah. And humidity just outrageously bad. Um, I Here's the thing. I don't know how they're going to do it in the summer in some of these towns anyways. You definitely 
have. I mean, Kansas City's hot. Honestly, in the well, summer, like, think about Brazil in 2014. How did they do it there? They're on the equator. That I don't know. How. Bro, Brazil. It was in winter. No. 2004. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because it's... Yeah, you're right. There's Southern Southern Hemisphere. Hemisphere. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But still... Like... They're right there near the equator. It was still hot. I mean, it wasn't... Like... It wasn't cool. Oh, jeez. I... Yeah, you're right, though. Kansas City. I mean... Most of the stadiums south are going to have... Kansas City's going to be hot, bro. You know, Dallas and Houston and Vegas and L.A. And all of these stadiums have um, roofs on them now. But, like, yeah, Kansas City's going to be hot. But, yeah, you're playing Arrowhead Arrowhead is bad. (laughs) Arrowhead ain't got a tree in sight for Literal miles. miles. That that stadium, I mean, that parking lot feels like it is. It is a concrete jungle. (laughs) in the middle of... yeah, because what? Kaufman's right there, it's in the right? Of a concrete like island. on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah just it's the Kansas City Sports yeah. Complex. Just nuts. <sighs> Glad I don't have to figure out lo- the logistics for that. No. No. Because a 2 p.m. game at in Kansas City in June? I'm thinking next. Yeah, I'm thinking that's not going to happen. Like, it, they get the late games, and the early games get to be played at uh, stadiums with the you New know, York, with the Dome or New York. Yeah, I mean New York's not. I mean it's summer in North America. It's gonna be hot everywhere. It's gonna be yeah. toasty. We're gonna be grilling people, and we're gonna be grilling in the parking lot too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hot, and then we're going to be turning on the barbecues and turning up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. bless up for that North American World Cup. Oh, so excited. Oh, it's going to be sick, bro. It's going to be so, sick. so excited. Um, well, we wanted to do something a little different today with um we're gonna kind of do this this summer when we're in town to do the podcast because um yeah here in a couple weeks i will be out of the country um so we're gonna be doing some different stories on some rivalries um some Former players, people you don't really hear about um, too uh, too often anymore. Um, and this week we're gonna start with uh, soccer's favorite bad boy. Favorite bad boy, oh dear, Joey the King of Criminality. Bar here. <laughs> Whoo, Joey Barton. Is truly something else. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Parton. Like, I don't know if I've ever... 
like, I remember hearing about Joey Barton when I was younger. And I was like, who is this clown, Joey Barton? Yeah. And I've been fascinated in his story ever since. Right? <laughs> he's like Mario Palatelli and like, you know, these just ridiculous footballers who just come along and somehow <laughs> make it, even though they're crazy. <laughs> like... Joey Barton was worse than Balotelli. Oh, 100% worse. Joey Barton was a straight-up street, street oh, gang street member, gangster, it felt yeah, like, 100%. with, with uh, cleats on. Whew. Yeah. So, Matt, start us off. Okay. So, tell us a little bit about the Joey backstory and... What we're working with, with the Joey Barton story. Sounds good. So Joey Barton grew up in Hoyton, uh, which is Merseyside, um, England, which is right outside of Liverpool. Um, whew, he actually started his footballing career at none other than your favorite team manchester city in 2002 good old city uh came up through their youth system and you know made it to the first team before the saudi takeover (laughs) joey barton led city in goals one year i don't remember what year it was um, but Joey Barton led City in goals, and he had like eight or nine. Sorry, Qatari takeover for City. Not, but anyways, yeah, eight or nine. He didn't have a lot. They weren't very good back then. Um, <clears throat> they had no yeah, money. They, they had no money. Back exactly. Then. Um, let's see. Joey Barton made one appearance for England. Um, He played for Newcastle, Queens Park Rangers. He played for Marseille, Burnley Rangers, and Burnley again. Um, He is a... I mean, the guy on the pitch was an actual dog. Like, he just didn't take anything from anyone. And he was the first one to get up and get it in someone's face if someone, you know, started something. Because Joey Parton wanted all think the Think Tyler Adams. All the time. <laughs> think Tyler Adams with, um, with no manners. Oh, none at all. Yeah. Tyler Adams not being a stand-up human being. Not at all. Joey Barton... He definitely wanted all the smoke. All Every the time. Last. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so <clears throat> he was promoted to the first team squad in 2002-2003 for Manchester City. Um, his troubles with the law or whatever has started happening. Uh, I'm sure they started happening before football, but while he was in football, in April of 2004, he um, 
storms out of the Eastlands before kickoff because he got axed from the squad for Man City uh, to face Southampton. Just a very unhappy man. Very, very unhappy. Um, in July of 2004, he sparked a brawl uh, in a preseason friendly against Doncaster Rovers. Um, a preseason friendly. <laughs> we are having a fight in a preseason. It's time to get your legs back under you, friendly. Yeah. Um, what are we doing? Yeah. Just, just, and th- that's nothing compared to what happened next. Literally, six months later. Yes. What happened next? Six months next? later. Um, in December, a Christmas bash for Man City players sees him stub a lit cigar into young teammate Jamie Tandy's eye. And then, on his eyelid, right? Then, he's fined six weeks wages by City, which is like, I don't know, 60K or something like that. (sighs) That guy is crazy. Um, May of 2005. He put a cigar out in someone's eye. The the photos are all over the internet. All over the internet. We should have known. At that point that he was going to be a psycho. Oh, 100%. I honestly don't know how the man continued to get contracts, but we have more to talk about. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, in May of 2005, six months after the incident with Christmas Party, he breaks the leg of a 35-year-old pedestrian while driving his car at 2 a.m. in Liverpool City Center. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. My man, you are a professional footballer. What are you doing at 2 a.m.? I don't know. It's Joey Barton, so, you know. Whatever he wants, I guess. Um... The very next... <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what you doing? I have no idea. But the very next month, he's involved in a fight with a 15-year-old Everton fan at City's Team Hotel in Bangkok. And he's again fined by City. With a 15-year-old kid, he's getting in a fight. I just... Joey, what are you doing, dude? Like, why? Why? Why are we fighting? Yeah, why people? is it needed? <laughs> why are you fighting a 15 year old fan? Exactly. Exactly. Not even needed. Um, then. Oh. Unnecessary. It looks like we've got a little bit of a break um, from his nonsense it looks like we had about a year where he maybe he took a break or something i have no idea maybe maybe he was on good behavior for a little good bit. behavior yeah that that sounds about right so in october of 2006 he has bad f- blood with the everton fans uh obviously still and 
Apparently, he dropped his shorts in the direction of the home fans at Goodison Park, was then fined and warned by the FA for his conduct. This dude is a 12-year-old. Absolute clown. Bro, I am dying right now. Like, what is you doing? Like, I'm so, I'm so confused by your actions there. I have, n- yeah. So then, after the 06 World Cup, England crashes out. All these players writing books. And he literally says in an interview, England did nothing in the World Cup. So why are they bringing out books? We got beat in the quarterfinals. I played like crap. Here's my book. Who wants to read that? I don't. (laughs) You can take the crap and, uh, you know, translate it into what you you believe and what he actually probably said. And that's what he said. Oh, my gosh. Good old Joey. Good old Joey. Joey, I do whatever I want, Barton. Apparently. Whew. So, in February 2007, he finally makes his England debut, replacing uh, Frank Lampard, and that was one of the players he he inadvertently had <laughs> um, kind of called out for releasing a book after the World Cup. Oh, jeez. That's not that bad. That one's not bad at all. That's no. not that bad. People people have rows all the time with people and and whatever. That's that's fine. Wow. So yeah, let's get these real charges. Yeah, coming up and uh, arrested on suspicion of assault in March of two thousand seven and criminal damage in an incident involving a taxi driver. He is alleged to have ripped out the cabbie's radio because he would not wait at a McDonald's drive through <laughs> while Barton got food. Bro, I need my Big Mac, all right? <laughs> you just stop like, at McDonald's. You are playing Premier League football. He was a, found not guilty later on, and his cousin Joshua Wilson admitted... That he did the damage. Dude, I had to have my Big Mac. I don't I just got really upset, you know, that I couldn't have it. I've got really hangry. Apparently that is too much. That's too much. You're you could literally eat anywhere. <laughs> you're a professional footballer. Oh, your conduct. I I'm still just I'm it's just amazing how he got away with all this stuff and like continued to play and he's he's still involved in football to this day like what like he obviously didn't live in like the land of like cancel culture he would have Not got obliterated. 
on Twitter and stuff like nowadays. He would have been absolutely just gone. Yeah, it's insane. They would have literally been like, yeah, you're done. Like, ain't nobody going to sign you no more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have had to have, like, left England for sure and gotten out of there. Whew. Like, what are you doing, Joey? (laughs) And this is, I mean, this is like, this is what, we're not even halfway through all of the nonsense that he did. No. All right, Matt, take us into his real charges that he was most likely convicted on, or we have proof that he actually was convicted. Oh, okay. So he was involved in a training ground incident with Manchester City teammate Osamon Dabo, who actually pressed charges. Barton admits to the assault, and in 2008... Uh, July 2008, he's given a four-month suspended jail sentence. Uh, and then in November of 2008, he's given a six-match ban with a further six suspended after admitting to uh, the FA a violent conduct charge relating to the incident. Wow. Jeez, Joey. This man out here admitting that he was doing this. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> um, let's see here. So he then made a move to Newcastle in June of 2007. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, dear. Whew. Okay, so this one's bad. He set out Newcastle's Boxing Day game in December of 2007 through injury, but went out in Liverpool City Center and went drinking and supposedly just basically beat this guy. Um, And then he refused bail and he was forced to spend New, uh, New Year's Day behind bars. Wow, dude. Why? I'm just so confused. Like he gets into he got into a fight at McDonald's. At McDonald's again. again. This dude loves McDonald's. Joey. (laughs) Stop going to McDonald's. It obviously caused you issues, so why do you continue? (laughs) Whoo, that is wow. Um, okay, so he, then in May of 2008, he admitted to the assault, and he was jailed for six months, in which he served 70, or, yeah, 74 days at the Strange Ways Prison in Manchester. So, he's literally in jail for 74 days. <clears throat> like, what is you doing? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Then, supposedly, he used a racial slur against Gabrielle Agbondalore in in November of 2008. But there was no action. Or, no, no, no. Agbondalore decided not to pursue, pursue disciplinary action. He didn't 
pursue, yeah, he didn't pursue like charges or anything like that. And then he gets hurt, long-term injury, probably out three or four months, comes back, red card. <laughs> First game back. <laughs> First game back, absolutely just blitzes Javi Alonso against Liverpool. And then he was immediately suspended by the club following claims of a row with the great one, Alan Freaking Literally, Shearer. he's arguing with Shearer. Oh my gosh. What is you doing? What is you doing, Joey? Oh my goodness. Alright, and then he's got a bunch of violent conduct charges. Charged with violent conduct after punching uh, a Blackburn player. In November of 2010. Um, There's so I, much stuff here. And so much of it is just like. Hey. Oh. And then. Oh my gosh. He. I mean. He just saw so many things. Yeah. He. I mean. He signed for QPR in August of 2011. Um, City won their first title of that year right i'm pretty sure he played in that game yeah, yeah he got sent off in that game um <laughs> the king of the world joey barton oh my gosh let me see if we can find anything else here because like he he got mad at the fa in october of 2011 because he claims that they had him moderate his language on twitter <laughs> Oh my god. But the thing he's the most known for and why he got kind of brought back up um on our podcast uh, a couple months ago is when Ivan Tony got uh charged with the betting yes um thing. Yep. Bro, Joey Barton got suspended for 18 months. months for betting on the game. Whew. 18 months. He was 34 when he got, uh, he was late 34 when he got um, banned for 18 months, and he wouldn't be able to play again until he was 36. Oh so, my gosh, yeah. He had between 2006 and 2013 he placed 1260 bets on football matches. And it included five matches in which he was a wow. player. Wow. Like here's the thing. This came up at our office today because there were some NFL guys that got suspended for betting on the game. One of them literally bet on his own team, and there's all sorts of stuff that's wrong with that. I don't think betting on other teams is that bad. Maybe that's just me. I don't think so either. I mean, you're, I feel like if, that's 
not if you're not bad. involved like, in the game, what are you, like, you, you going to do? You're not you're not affecting the outcome of that game, right? By betting on the game, uh, yeah. So exactly, I I don't understand the whole like you can't bet on your own sport. Like that's weird. Like I get it, you can't bet on your own game because that's like that's match shaving or match fixing and and whatever. But like, yeah. Bro, what? Yeah, you should be able to like, do whatever you want. I mean, you're a literal human being that's functioning. But I guess those are just the rules of of the leagues and whatever. I, yeah. And, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, so he bets, he bets on on football, and then he literally got banned for eighteen months. So, if you think Ivan Tony at eight months and two of those months are going to be um two of those months are going to be off season months um like Ivan Tony got off way light compared to way easier yes the compared to the king yeah the, the king of nonsense the king of the yeah. land Joey Barton. I there's like one more thing that I saw here that I wrote down. Um that I just wanted to touch on because our boy um from Deadball uh Connor Flynn absolutely loves Thiago Silva. Um but in April of 2013 um <laughs> Joey Barton's loan club Marseille were are forced to apologize to PSG after Barton gets involved in a Twitter row with Thiago Silva, calling him an overweight lady boy. <laughs> this dude oh is absolutely ridiculous. Like. Sheer comedy. <laughs> Sheer comedy at this level. Oh my like, gosh, the next one though. At the same time, this dude is just... Apparently, in August of 2016, he called... Or he said that Celtics manager at the time, Brendan Rodgers, was having a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this dude just hated everybody. <laughs> He took he took no prisoners on his hate of people and his he would just tell them about it. Like and you know, props to Joey for speaking your mind. Like you just definitely couldn't do that today. Like No absolutely not at all. He would have got he would have got torched by the cancel culture. I mean he's the manager at Bristol Rovers now, so who knows what he's saying now, you know? Like hmm. They probably have to censor him and be like, You can't say that. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> they probably have uh Higgins from Ted Lasso. Higgins, yeah. Like you 
you, you can't, can't say you that. Can't say that. Yeah. Sorry. Nah. Yeah, that's, you, yeah, nah. They have a publicist <laughs> probably dedicated straight to Joey Barton. They're like, we have the club's publicist and we have and Joey's publicist. Publicist is here to make sure everything goes smoothly. <laughs> Joey's publicist is also hired by the club, but he's only in charge of Joey <laughs> and not the rest of anything else. Oh man, I'm I'm just what a legend. Yeah, what a sheer legend. But the dude is the epitome of hooliganism. Literally culture, street hooligan, of, exactly. Um, I don't even think we said his stats. I we haven't. Did he have more arrests than he did? I don't goals? know about the arrest thing by any means, but. He definitely had more yellow cards than he had goals and assists combined in his career. Um, <laughs> give, give me just a moment. Just a second. I'll get it pulled back up. So, in his career, he made 435 appearances between uh, you know, a bunch of competitions in England and France. Um, he scored 37 goals. He had 41 assists, which equals 88 goal involvements, right? Or wait, sorry, 78. Wow. I was off by 10. 78 goal involvements. He had 117 yellow cards. Uh, four. Yeah, four (laughs) second yellow cards. So four reds. And then five straight reds. So technically nine red cards. Yes. Exactly. So the man had total cards. He had 126 cards compared to 78 goal involvements. Perfect. I have no idea. How did he get jobs? Like, I, I, that's my biggest question is, I don't know how he continued to get a job when literally he probably cost the club money every time he was on the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, they literally probably had to have somebody on staff to deal with his antics like and you're probably paying that person i don't know at the time you know i pay him a good like amount 40 50 60 000 pounds or whatever it is a year maybe you know more than that i don't know but like that's just uh, that's just crazy hey how he continued to get that i mean is there anyone even close to that in today's game like and and i can't say there is there's no one here's the deal there's dudes that get caught sure for sure but is there anybody going to jail actively for like beating people in the streets or getting upset because their mcdonald's order got wrong or something like (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's been some footballers that have gone to jail like 
especially recently too. Like, I mean, sure, yeah, green wood and you green, know, like, yeah, like I w- I was thinking more for like, you know, doing stupid stuff with women, yeah, or being an idiot where I mean they're fighting women and this podcast does not endorse fighting and women. Don't really endorse fighting anyone really, but you know. I mean, I'll 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 take some swings, but yeah. Um, but like, we we haven't really had people just like going to jail for like just absolute hooliganism. Stuff. That's what it is. It's like, who, it, he he is stuff. a hooligan, and he was a hooligan. Like I yeah yeah it's like I don't I mean probably. I mean, we've had some footballers do some dumb stuff, even this year. Kyle Walker, um, you know, whipping his willy out. I mean, yeah. It's... But, like, Kyle Walker's done that one time. Yeah, I feel like they're on it more. They're definitely... They have to be on it more. They've probably got tons of publicists for these people. I mean... Jack Grealish could have done something insane when he drank straight for what ninety six hours or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> Jack Grealish is a legend. <laughs> Jack Grealish. I here's the thing. I don't really, I don't really like cheer for City or, or whatever. Um, I, but bro, Jack Grealish has found his his way into my heart. <laughs> Uh, this off season, yeah, he's ridiculous. Him and Phil Foden's kid, oh Ronnie or whatever, the kings of Europe, away, away, baby. Oh my gosh, he was he was doing like he, headers earlier, and I was like, bro, Clark is better than this kid at headers already. Sorry, like Clark's gonna be better than him. <laughs> Ronnie just got the clout. <laughs> That's what it is. He's he's the son of. We'd be working on league player. We'd be working on our right foot and our left foot every night with Clark, but yeah, bro. I mean, the stories from Jack Grealish's bender are insane. They're so funny though. Like I also can we talk about why didn't get Southgate like not called him up or why did he call him up like man been on a bender for i agree i mean literally a month or for like a couple weeks and had to go to england to play malta. malta and somebody else who was complete trash like and i'm sorry we don't we're trying to not talk about and i understand other random stuff in here's football. the thing i Right. I understand that Jack Grealish had an incredible season. He was awesome. Yes, amazing. But you do not need to, you do not need him to beat Malta. No, and like they made such a big deal about Trent Alexander Arnold at the number ten. Bro, they were playing Malta. I do not care if he got a goal and assist against Malta. Sorry, just have to say that. Official on the podcast i could probably pick up a goal and assist exactly it doesn't matter literally try him out against malta 
and we're going to freak out. But yes, back to Jack Grealish. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that dude is incredible. The dude's a legend. Dude's a legend. Oh, I just, I adore him. He's such, he just has so, he has more fun than anybody else. Yeah. Playing the sport right now. And it is a blast to watch him. So, yeah, shout out Jack Grealish. Um, if you hear this and want to come on the pod, we will let you. That's true. And Joey Parton, if you want to come on the pod and explain yourself, for sure. Come on, bro. <laughs> I want to know why you oh, got so upset gosh. at McDonald's. I wanna, yeah, I want to know what, what McDonald's ever did to you. Oh, man. So, it, we'll, we'll see what it is. <laughs> um, next week, we will also we'll be doing another kind of fun story like this. Uh, take you through some some different um different stuff um that you might not hear on on a regular footy pod um because you know there's not that much footy right now it's oh yeah there's gold cup there's off season transfer stuff which we're going to go over um but we will have another story for you next week um we hope you enjoyed uh, the story about Joey Barton and just know that your favorite player is not as bad. <laughs> not no. as bad. Like no matter what what no matter what your favorite player gets into or does it's not nearly as bad as old as old as Joey. Old Joey. Good old Joey. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he will probably continue to be the, yeah, the guy that that has that name of all time. The, yeah, probably craziest footballer of all time. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dude was a nightmare PR-wise. Yeah, yeah. So... Let's talk some uh, transfers here. Um, it looks like Dortmund is out. Uh, as Tursich doesn't want to pay thirty to forty million dollars in rates. In rates, I don't think I don't agree with this at all. We need another defensive midfielder um, since that's really what Jude played. Um, and I mean, was I feel like Jude played more of an eight? Was, yeah, it was adaptable to whatever we needed, six. I guess. But yeah, it was more eight. You're right. But we need somebody. And Alvarez has looked good. He looked great for Ajax, and he's even though you know Mexico's not great by any means, he's looked pretty good for them too. He was definitely one of their exactly. bright spots. He was definitely one of their bright spots. I mean, who else are we gonna go grab? I don't. E- I don't even know. I thought that would be a good one, but maybe not. I I feel. I mean, we need something here, and for the first time in a long time, I'm gonna say we don't need any attacking options. No, I think we're good. Realistically, not at all. 
Not at all. Realistically, we don't need attacking options as we have probably seven or eight guys who can go get it kind of yeah, thing. We have first and second um, in Howler and Mukoko at that striker position. And if we want to play like a 4-4-2, we could easily do that with them too. Yeah. And then everybody else just kind of falls in line, right? To those winger or right attacking midfield position. But you have like Durnville, you have Brent, you have Reyna, you have Royce, Mullen, Adeyemi. An insane amount of riches and talent at that position. And so, like, yeah, for the first time in a long time, I'm like, yeah, don't go sign a striker. Don't go sign an attacking option. Yeah, let's shore up this back line and win a freaking title. I agree with you on that. Let's do it. Let's grab one more midfielder and get a... I don't know. Do we need another central midfield or center back? I don't even know. I feel like we had yeah, it last well, year. We could, use probably, we could probably use cover at center back. We could back. use probably all the yep. backs. We could, we could probably use literally every back. You know, I... Yeah, Hummels is on the way down. Ben on the way um, down. Sule's good. I think Sule will be fine. Um, Schlatterback, good. Could be a world-class center, center back. Um, you know, it's all about kind of where the screws fall. Um, Wolf, serviceable. I love Marius Wolf on that outside. Puts in tons of crosses. Not the most amazing footballer, Um, but yeah, he works. He's a workhorse. Works hard. And, you know... While it would be nice to pick up Alvarez, I I understand Tarzich a little bit because not in the fact of raiding Chan, but more in the fact of paying that amount of money for a defensive midfielder. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't see a lot of defensive midfielders going for that kind of price tag. I mean, obviously, like Casemiro, but Casemiro's like top three in the world. I mean, what about Enzo? Kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Enzo's going to be great. Also, they paid the World Cup tax. They paid the all the tax. Argentina tax and mid-season tax and the Chelsea tax and stuff like that. Do I think he's worth a hundred? No. And whatever <clears throat> was it? One fifty, fifty-five, maybe 60, possibly in between 50 and 60. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe at a top level 80. Do I think Enzo Fernandez is going to have a great career and be, fantastic football 100 percent, yeah just because somebody overpaid for him doesn't mean he's not a good footballer by any means do i think he's yeah they overpaid and they overreached for him yeah 
Also, yeah. I mean, did they overpay and they yeah. overreach for every single player last season? Probably. And now they're going and buying 12-year-olds. And loaning them out. Now I, every I just, one of their players is like a 15-year-old. Yeah. Come on, Chelsea. Get it together, boys. Get it together, Todd. You might, you might be top eight this year. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. But uh, I don't see too much else in terms of Dortmund being linked anywhere. No. Um, Tim Weah is finishing up his move to Juventus, um, which love that move for him. Oh, 100%. Honestly, love it. Um, And then it seems as if, as if AC Milan wants everyone from the United States national team. AC America! They want, like, Pulisic. They want Musa. They want... Who else they want? McKinney, potentially. Is McKinney on the list, too? <laughs> I think at some point he was. I was like, wow. Um, so go on USA guys, make those moves, get paid. Go get consistent football. We need you to play consistent football. We don't care if it's for a tiny club. We don't care. We want you to play consistent football. And we've said that on this podcast for a long time now. Consistent long, football. Long time. Yeah. Um uh and Saudi, then who Saudi Arabia is making big moves. Brozovic just signed for all Saudi Arabia however. trying to buy Saudi Arabia trying to buy all of the guys. Do all of the things. And, Al Nesser. But American-wise. American-wise, what do we got out there? I don't know if we have anything yet. I mean, everybody's been talked about. Oh, Pepe, Pepe uh, finished his move to Eindhoven. That, yeah, that got... Great move for Pepe. That one got over the line. That, yeah, it finally got over the line. That was reported as being done a while ago but honestly i love that move for peppy like he's gonna play europe yes he'll be playing champions it's, league this it's year a good move for him yep. yeah but i think it's a great move for him honestly i agree i agree champions league football like it's a, it's, yes he's still in the dutch league yes the dutch league isn't that great we have three teams but they do have three teams that are. Everyone else is good. a complete drop off, terrible, but three teams. Right. But, I mean, it, they're playing at the top. He's playing Europe. I don't know what more you can ask for for a 20 year old striker. Yeah, who's. You know what I mean? Who probably will be number two behind Balogun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as long as he can keep pushing Balgan, I mean, it looks like Balgan's going to get sold this summer. Um, Arsenal wants $45 million from him. 
for him. Uh, Monaco's interested, and um, I think Leon is interested as well. And um, Palace. Him and his his boy Chris Richards can go. Go tear it up at Palace. You might have to watch more Palace games. I don't know if I like year. that move or not. What like what's the what would be the actual distribution into him? From I think who who's it coming from? Because like uh, Eze, uh, I, I don't know any buddy from Palace. Uh, bro, Palace was so good the second half of the year. Can they put? Once Roy Hodgson got there, they were fantastic. Okay. Uh, but Michael Olise, um, he's cold. He's so cold. Um, and then uh, Eberiche Eze, uh, England international. Olise is a French international. Um, they had they had another guy who I was. Re- really kind of high on late in the season. Um, I have to look. I mean, Zaha, if Zaha goes back, but it doesn't look like Zaha is going to go back. Probably. Um, Let's see. See how Michael Elise. Um, Let's see. Who else did they have? I feel like they had pretty good guys, but they didn't bloom till late because Vieira played a very, you know, he played a very defensive style football. Yeah, makes sense. That's him for sure. And that's kind of where it got away from attacking. Then Roy Hodgson had them playing attacking football and it got a lot better there at the end of the season. Um, let's see. Michael Elise, Eberiche Eze, Zaha. I mean, he would be better than Jordan. Oh yeah. He'd Hands be better down. Than Edward. He would be better than Mateta. My man starts every game. Yeah. So go on, Ballo. Do your thing. Get him somewhere so, so he can score some goals. They're not gonna want to miss some of these episodes this summer. Um we are less than what? Two we're less than like a month away from Women's World Cup, Starts right? July 20th, I think. I thought. July 20th to Let's August go. 20th. Is that not right? I could have those dates completely wrong. We will be watching with great interest Let's to see. Let's see. It's dark. Queens of the world. On July. Yep. Down I was right. It's July 20th to August 20th. <clears throat> Great. Can't wait. Yeah. More we fleet. need some uh 
America winning. We want five stars. We want five no, stars. No, my four-star uh, warm-up kit will have to be replaced by a five-star warm-up kit. You know? Hey. What you know about five-star warm-up kit? Be the first to five stars that in uh, women's, obviously. The women's game. Uh, yeah. And sure. second all-time to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, um, yeah. If you're liking this content, um, give us a shout. Give us a follow. Give us, um, share our tweets. Share our Instagram posts. Uh, like our Instagram posts. Interact with us. We'd love to interact with you. Um, meet you at where you are in your sucker fandom or journey or whatever um but follow us on twitter follow us on instagram like i said we'd love to just connect with you and you know talk about the sport we love so um if you have questions for us feel free put them in the comp put them in the comments on instagram um dm us we'd love to answer them as many as as you guys want to send in so, but as for Thad and as for Matt, see you later.